You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DiGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audio book and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have, they also have, finish, if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me today, I actually have Charlie with me. Say hello to everyone, Charlie. Hello. And tonight, we're actually reviewing a 1997 movie called Face Off, starring John DeVolta 
and it also stars Nicolas Cage. The premise of the film is basically Nicolas Cage planted a bomb in the LA Convention Center. John DeVolta now has to go ahead and go undercover to find out where where Nicolas Cage actually put this bomb at. But in order to do that, he has to be Nicolas Cage. So basically, John DeVolta goes on ahead. He switches off the face. In other words, is he has surgery to remove Nicolas Cage's face and puts it onto his face. Meanwhile, while John DeVolta thinks that uh, Castro Troy is actually sleeping, he wakes up out of his coma, and guess what? Then Nicolas Cage becomes John DeVolta. So now we have two people switching roles in this movie, playing each other's parts. I thought this movie was really good back in 1997 when I saw this in movie theaters. I had a lot of fun with it. As soon as I knew there was a John Woo film, I was, I was instantly hooked because I love John Woo as a director during that time and even now. So whenever you saw this movie and everything, I know it wasn't in the theater or anything like that. I know that you saw this probably when it was like on VHS, maybe DVD. Yeah, I think it was about then. Um, 97, I was only five at the time. And five years old, I think I saw it years later. Um, I think, like I said, I don't remember exactly when I first watched it. I think I saw a couple of his other movies first. I think the first John Woo movie I probably watched was Hard Boiled, to be mm, honest. The first, that was the first one the I remember first. watching. Matter of fact, the very first one for me was Hard Target. And then after Hard mm-hmm. Target, I instantly went into watching Face Off and everything. But I was also hooked because of the fact that it's a new premise. It was something that hasn't been done before during that time. And also, mm-hmm. to uh, seeing Nicolas Cage and John DeVolta on the screen, of course, we also knew uh, Connie. We, of course, we knew him from The Rock. We knew Nicolas Cage from The Rock. We also knew him from Conier. We knew him from all those other movies that he's done. And then, of course, mm-hmm. John DeVolta had Broken Arrow under his belt as well. And John DeVolta does a as fantastic well as, job. Yeah, as well as great. I think before I think John Schmerl's first big action movie was John Woo's Broken Arrow. Because at that, like, yep. earlier that, and early in his career, Travolta was known as the... Uh, like the the musical guy or whatever, like he's doing um like Urban Cowboy to Greece, well Greece Urban Cowboy, talking. like yeah, like we're like um like Saturday Night Fever, something like that. So he's more of that. So his first big action movie role was Broken Arrow, and that's the first time you get to see him as his a ego. Villain. Like it, I mean, yeah, I mean he was he was a he he can play when he. When he gets a good script and a good director, he can play a good villain. And he was pretty—he was a pretty badass villain in Broken Arrow. And um, and then to add a little bit more to the plot, um, earlier on, um, the reason that I think Sean Archer has actually had a long-going hatred for Caster Troy, um, because in the very beginning of the movie, he's on a—he's hanging out with his son on a carousel and then all of a sudden you see a, a very like w- like interesting looking Nicolas Cage as Caster Choi with a porno mustache <laughs> drinking a Coca-Cola like very like like he drinks he takes two sips of it and then he's like it was very weird seeing him look like that and then six years later he looks even younger which was like what, what what's up with that but yeah so and um Caster is trying to kill Archer but 
he ends up shooting, going right through like a bullet right above Archer's heart, shooting him, and then and killing his son, Mike, Michael. And that's what started the six year him being like like a six year like a war torn vet or whatever, just very pissed off to find out about Castor Troy and and then like like it's the the opening of the movie after you get past that, you go to this epic shootout. I mean, it's just like what a way to start off a movie by going into an epic shootout, John Woo style, in like in the beginning, like you knew like 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 the uh, that like uh, they what uh, John Woo did for Castor Troy in the beginning of the movie, him with a trench coat, the two, and then like when he takes off the trench coat in slow motion, puts the jacket on, you see the two dual uh, golden pistols in his back, like you know they're instantly making him. All right, he's instant god mode. Like in any cheat, like he's instant god mode. You know, you know, like in that, and in a sense, you got a little gangster vibe from it. Mm-hmm. In a sense, like he he's a gangster in a sense with the dual yeah. pistols, and then um. And then the and then like just how how determined Travolta's character is to take down Castor like like immediately after him playing chicken with the hell with the airplane stealing the helicopter also, after, also, too. yeah go ahead oh I hear a little bit of an echo sorry okay um but I also um, noticed hold on let me see I think I, I still hear an echo okay I think that's good. Okay, okay, so I'll remember in the LA Convention Center though too when he's playing the bomb and everything. Yeah. He's going over there where the choir is and everything, and that's actually one of my favorite scenes in that whole entire movie where he's actually pretending to be a priest. Oh, and God. then and he's his head like he's yeah, good. he he's does like, like the little he's a pedophile <laughs> head banging thing, and then he grabs the girl's ass and <laughs> dude, I don't think she was of age. I think she was like. Maybe thirteen, <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't know. She was definitely not up to age. I'm gonna be honest with you on that. No, but and but Castor does not care. No, he doesn't. Like he knows he's not gonna get caught. But and then like and then like I said, this like this how like like this this how fun he's having doing whatever he's doing, setting the bomb, and then doing that, and then you see. A very pissed off Travolta, like you see him like staring out the window, then reloads the, like, then then puts the the his uh his clip in his gun and puts it in his holster, like he knows he's ready for business. And then him being like a complete douche to his team after they're trying to find the guy for him, is this like he's just got a lot. And then you see a big highlight of all his achievements, and then you see him all pissed off. Well, that right that, that, he's obs- yeah. at that point, he's actually obsessed with uh catching Caster. Yeah. And everything, like, of course, that's when we find out, like you mentioned before, with the dual pistols, we find him out on that runway and everything with the uh, airport. He's playing chicken with the uh, police car, uh, with oh, the yeah. uh, airplane. And then, of course, he's also coming on to this woman inside the airplane. He goes, peach, I can eat a peach for hours. <laughs> and he goes, I have a question. It, uh, can, I, can you suck my tongue? <laughs> and she starts and, to do it. Like, he's like, and then it's like, and then you don't know until like FBI. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> like, he knew something bad was going to happen. Like, is this one of yours, Sean? <laughs> and then there's, there's nope, no. It's like, whoops. <laughs> like, like, like the trigger slipped. And then he just froze her <laughs> out of the airplane. I'm like, 
man, you know, like, you know, obviously, you know, Castor hates archers. So the two of them are like having like, they're like a spy versus spy, but a more grittier version of that. And then, um, and it's just funny to see in Castor's reaction. I'm like, fly, bitch, fly. <laughs> or like telling the guy like that the captain is like, well, I can't fly. Just randomly shoots him. <laughs> like, because like, at that point, yeah. Sean is actually playing chicken with the plane. He goes, I can't fly because he's in front of me. He goes, fine. <laughs> shoots him in well, the pain and everything. And then he's in the helicopter and then he's in the he's in the chopper, the the copter or the chopper, and he's playing. He's landing the plane on the uh, landing strip thing of the plane, and that's why the thing can fly. And this how nonchalant he pulls out his pistol, like like gay, like like sideways style. This to, and then like how the angle of him should be able to shoot the uh, shoot the uh, engine out. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like the, the, like I said, I'm interested to see the behind the scenes of how this training that they're able to do some of the stuff, and then. Plane crashes. Then we have this epic shootout in the uh, yeah. Uh, the plane crashes the into a hangar. Yeah, yeah. And that and that then, was an awesome shootout because yeah. my other favorite thing that happens in there is like, well, I got one bullet. He goes, yeah, but you also have one bullet too. And then they have this little face-off, pun intended. Yeah, uh, they're pointing the guns at each other. Wow, man, we we know our guns really well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and then like we're like the, we're just the sequence. As soon as like he gets out, he he jumps, takes his dual pistol, starts diving in slow motion, and he's like, and he's just like like this instant got him of like jumping in slow motion. It's like that's the that's John Woo's specialty, and this stuff is just awesome to see. Like like I mean, they make fun of it in uh, that Hot Fuzz movie. Have you ever like jumped like jumped with two pistols and and, and dual pistols in slow motion and shoot the guy or whatever? And that that's what the cage is doing. I'm like he's like taking out cops left and right and then and then cat and then apollox tries to get in on it but not with dual pistols but with a mini like Uzi or something and then he gets and then like the two of them get separated <laughs> because like and then technically this is all apollox's fault because he he spent stuff with money and that's why he's like telling us like guys i told you protect him from him like from protect to protect him even from himself that means that's what the boys are for so you can't so you can't trace anything because spend money you got a paper trail and that's but so this is technically all pogs fault but right th that that shoot on the hainer is just that i'm like this how you know like and then travolta getting in on it by like like grabbing the like the metal chain shooting it flying in the air like i mean it's like <laughs> like He's getting in on this, and then like, and then well, right. of course, Nick he's like in the zone, sliding. man. He's like, yeah, he's like in the like, zone. He was not, he's not taking like, any pet prisoners or anything like that. And of course, no, he like, pushes like, that so red button. Know, from... like, also, like it too. Many... <laughs> yeah, and then or and then of course yeah, Nicholas yeah, sliding down. Uh, yeah. yeah, him sliding down the rail, like like the railing, like Chai Yun Fat style shooting, and then. The, this the dialogue when the two of them finally meet up. I'm like, it's like, oh, what's the matter, Sean? You not having any fun? Wait, like, come on, <laughs> once you join our site, we'll blow some shit up. It'll be more fun. And it's just like <laughs> this, 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 the dialogue is just like Nick Cage is in his own in this one. He is, and, and it doesn't feel like he's playing Nicolas Cage. He really feels like Castor Troy in this one. Yeah, just come yeah. on, let's have some fun. Let's blow up some shit. We can do we'll uh, FBI agent for hire. Yeah, <laughs> we'll like, have some fun. Yeah, like, and then, uh, yeah. Then the ahead. next thing you know, it Sean winds up pressing the button to make the engine, the jet engine inside the hangar, go yeah. off. And the next thing you mm -hmm. know, it 
uh, Nicholas Cage bangs up against the uh, hangar wall and he's unconscious. Yeah. And then that's when they go on ahead. And, you know, at first Sean thinks that he's dead because, you know, he banged yeah. into the hangar wall and yeah. everything is unconscious. Mm -hmm. So that's the first reaction yeah. that he's dead. Everybody's throwing yeah. a party for him at the FBI headquarters and everything. And he's not and having he's just it. a real party pooper when it comes down to that. Pretty much. Well, I mean, like, and it's interesting, too. It's like we'll discuss it towards when we get to the end of the movie but like the the, the, the song that nick cage is saying is like he's like crowding out and like it's like oh please mr policeman don't shoot me and then like him pulling out the knife but him's like is like the ready for the big ride baby i mean it's like that song it's not that's not the first time that pops up in this in this movie it's like the beginning might pop up in the center and then i think it pops up at the end and all, all anytime he says it something bad happens to him yeah, Papa's got a brand new bag. Uh, pops yeah. up quite a bit. A Rolling Stone yeah, song comes on, on as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then like I said, Archer's not having any of it. Like he's like he's like we need to like stop celebrating. We need to honor the guys that have all we, they because uh, you didn't realize they lost a lot of agents to this one guy. I mean, Caster Choi is no joke. He when he needs to, he can he he turns into a full on gangster. In a sense, and that's what—that's what, that's what the, a lot of the parts of the movie, like mo like his gain and stuff, and this 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 is this denier sinister sinisterness of him. He's a gangster, and there's a gangster element in this movie, and that's like I remember I, I wrote a paper for one of my college classes on this movie about how John Woo's really good at intersplicing different genres into this movie. And there's also Western elements into it too. The standoffs, the when they're holding their guns right. at each other, the Handoffs, that's westerns right there, and then of course the dual pistols and like him all red and black and like the red the, the trench coats. That's we're, we're talking about a gangster all within sci-fi elements as well as in a straight-up action movie. So it's a lot how he's able to John Woo. That's he's just one of those few directors that's able to do this with ease, and that, that's that's why he's one of my favorite directors because he can do it and makes you not like makes you think about what other stuff is in this movie. But I digress. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I really thought whenever I saw this movie and everything in theaters, I was really glued into this film. Because, yeah. And, you know, whenever Sean is actually talking to the FBI agents saying that, you know, what are we doing? We need to be honoring the people that passed away, that um, mm -hmm. pastor killed. Then after that, he goes home. He's not even in a good mood to even celebrate with his wife. His wife is very miserable with him and yeah. everything, too. We actually his see that. He's not crazy. His daughter is all cr acting all crazy with the different outfits. And, like, as soon as he comes home, he's dealing with – he's hearing the daughter screaming at the mom, you never have my side. I'm like, is hey, what happened? She got suspended for starting a fight because some kid made a crack at her outfit. And then, he, like, he's trying and, and then – and then, and he and he ends up leaving her on hold for ten minutes while he's going to go catch the guy. And then, then when he tells her, "I got him, Eve. It's done." And then they start to, and then you think, "Okay, right, we're good, right?" Because and this then, is what happened. This because yeah. another thing too is his daughter's going for more of the gothic kind of look back in the '90s and everything, going for yeah. that punk rock kind of look. Then also too, his wife's also. Uh, He's also having to tell his wife, look, it's over now. I don't have to do 
on any kind of undercover missions anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just you and I now. We're going to be fine. And then that's when they realize when they put that floppy disk in and everything that they actually yeah. have a ma- big problem. That there's yes, a bomb that's planted. Yeah. Right. There's a bomb that's actually planted at the LA Convention Center. They don't know where the bomb is. Yeah. Or anything like that. Like, so. He's like, oh my god! Like, he, like he seems distraught. Like, oh, I thought we're done with this. So then he, and then, then the the, um, the one of his agents didn't die, but got clipped on the ear. So we like, he's like, he's going through the surgery, and then you meet um, Colin Fiore's character, and he's the Walsh Institute. And he's the one that comes up with the. You see your, see that? You might know that guy over there. He's right because they're reconstructing an ear to put on, so that's more permanent. And that's when they come up with the idea of swapping faces, which is yeah. actually kind of a, at that time was like, what, what, what do you mean switching faces? Because John Woo didn't do this as like, this is the first time he's done this because you might think, oh, he did it in Mission Impossible or in the Mission Impossible. Like he didn't direct Mission Impossible one. He did two and two came out three or four, like three or how many years later? I think it was three years. Three or four years mm-hmm. later, after this one did, and that one isn't it like 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 it's like the face effect. No, this is full on surgery that you need to do. So, and then showing him then, Charles is like, like Sean's like, are you kidding me? I'm like, no. And they say, Sean, you you've known that like and like and the, the lady there, she's like telling him, you, you're the only you're the one that's been covering him that we wouldn't have been come to you if you haven't been so obsessed. And Sean's like, it's like no. I'm going to get, I'm going to, I'm going to go to like, so, and then he's like, I'm going to get these guys to talk because that's what I do. And then you see him, the montage of him talking to Pollux, the sister, um, right. his best friend Dietrich. Um, and then, and then you see, well, I think Dietrich is the one that always seems to be, he, he's the one that gets under his skull the most or gets under right. his skin. He mentioned, Hey, how's your dead son? Like, like, you know, like he was expecting Travolta, like Sean Archer to pull on his gun and like, pointed on his head like we, we want to know about the casings and stuff so it's like if there's anybody besides caster that can get, really get under his skin it's dietrich that's true and then also too we see him in the interrogation room throwing him around in the interrogation room and then from yeah. there another thing that actually happens is this he's threatening caster's sister by taking away her son if she doesn't give, yeah. if he, she doesn't give it up, but she doesn't Actually, know anything. Really I think she's his girlfriend. Um, I think she's Dietrich's sister. Okay, okay, that makes sense now because I know yeah. that before it's we like, speculated that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen it because I thought she. Like, then I was like, no, 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 no. Like I was wrong. Um, she's okay. not Caster's sister. She was like because she was the one that had the relationship with Caster, and that's why it's yeah. So I think it's Dietrich is her brother. And um, so she, I think she was just a, a either ex or somebody that was close to Caster. Okay, but at that point he's actually threatening Caster's girlfriend, and you know he's like, "Well, if you don't tell us where this casing is, where this bomb is actually being planted, or anything like that, we're going to take your kid away." She's like, "I don't even know where this bomb is at." I haven't and, seen him in years. <laughs> right. And, you know, I can believe her on half of it where she doesn't know anything because Castro probably didn't even say, hey, look, baby, by the way, we're going to go on ahead and bomb L.A. The con- at the um, at the L.A. Convention Center. Yeah. I don't see him actually talking to her and saying, hey, look, we're going to go and bomb this place. 
The only two people that would actually know is his brother and Dietrich. And that's the only two people that would know. Because Dietrich is the one that provided them the casings of it, like the design and of that. So he's the one that provided them. And then I think Pollux is probably the one that paid for it or whatever. Yeah, a million dollars, I think. Yes, $10 million, I think. Yeah, 10 mil for the casings and everything. And then at that point, you know, he now Sean doesn't have a way of actually knowing where this bomb yeah. is at. He doesn't know how long this bomb is going to be there before it actually blows up. So now he has no choice but to go under the laser yeah. microscopic surgery of switching the faces. But before that, him and his wife actually have a fight before mm-hmm. that he goes undercover. Because look, yeah. Abe, I hate to do this to you and everything, but I'm gonna have to go on the cover. She said, "What well, you said? This was the, like the last time." And then they get into yeah. a fight. He leaves, and then next thing you know, it's, he has the surgery. Yeah. And then, and of course, yeah, his boss. Uh, well, you think the the person in charge of the thing? Like, all right, this is completely off the books. Can't tell your boss, Victor Lazaro. You can't tell your wife. And he's like. What like like I said? I mean, like they need to like I said, and then um, and then like after like the the wife is like Joan Allen was like um Eve. He's like um, I'm not gonna tell you like what to do. Um, like they said, you're just you're gonna do your you're gonna do whatever you think is right, and that's pretty much. Uh, she kind of like kind of guilt tripped him. Like, and then then he leaves, sees his daughter, puts the blanket over her, and then next me now he's in the he's he's wearing the uh the surgery outfit and he's talking to his best friend Tito, him talking about like this, what's going through. And I mean, like, he's like, um, Tito's like, man, I'm going to second thoughts about this one. And, um, Travolta's like, yeah, I, I am too, but there's nothing I can do. There's no way we're going to be able to find out. And then he, then he gives, he takes off his wedding ring, tells Tito, hold on to this for me. And then of course, like, and then him telling the doctor, I have a scar right here. Like, it's like, some that's personal to him because that's where he got shot. And he's like, when we're done with this, I want you to put it back. And the doctor's like, sure. Um, then you see the surgery and that one's how they did it. was actually kind of interesting. I mean, it I, was. especially. Think, like, yeah. Because first they, never they go on ahead. They use the laser to cut mm-hmm. the, face the face around the edges. And then they use like a suction uh, yeah. mask type thing to actually suck mm-hmm. the, uh, the face off of the person and then just mm-hmm. puts it into some water to where it doesn't dry up or anything like that. And yeah. next thing you know, it well, uh, John DeVolta, Nicholas Cage, Caster Troy wakes up and yeah. he realizes that he still sounds the same. He's also doesn't like the fact that he even looks like Nicholas Cage, Caster Troy or anything like that. Yeah. And he's telling everyone, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And, yeah, they have to like, <laughs> and, date him. Yeah, it's like he's having a PTSD moment at that. At Pretty that much, time. like realize what have I what have I just done, and then um, and then so they did the test. Like there's like a microchip or whatever they implanted in it, so like to to change the voice. And they said any like punch to the throat or grab by the neck would like would dislodge it in the sense as that's that's right. what the doctor said. And then um, so then then they're like then they're like after they do that, then they're getting them on the uh the helipad and he's like my face itches and they, and then um and then you see the the other fbi agents look at it like look at caster and they said oh man archer's gonna have a field day with this or whatever right. not knowing what's really going on and and margaret Cho's appearance she does like one conf- like one kick 
And that's that's all the action she gets the whole movie, in a sense. Because <laughs> she was the one that kicks Pollock's Troy, and that's how they get him on the ground. <laughs> right. Um, and then also, too, they also pull out a bag over his head, and then so they move him over into... Next, yeah. Right. Next thing you know it, he wakes up, or whatever they do to him, yeah. and he realizes that he's in a holding cell, and it's magnetized, yeah. the floor is magnetized with these boots... Mm-hmm. And everything, and that his ass belongs to them now, pretty much. And now he has, and now he has to infiltrate the prison to try and look for his brother, Nicholas Cage's brother, yeah. Pollux. Yeah. And he finally, finally winds up finding him. And you know, at first, Pollux is actually just looking at him, not sure if he should trust him or not, because he doesn't even exactly. sound or makes any type no. of. Uh, because here's the thing. Being undercover is actually hard work to do. You actually have to try and pull it off to where the person doesn't recognize who you are. Not only that, mm-hmm. but also make you not seem like you're a cop. Mm-hmm. The way that Archer was going about it was he was like trying to speed through it. Like he can actually just pull his brother. But he has to pick up on the dialogue between him and his brother. Things that yeah. um, Castro would actually say to his brother. And also too. If you don't have those things, it can go haywire, and that's also can also lead to the fact that your his brother's not going to trust him, and that's exactly, exactly. what's going on here. Yeah, he, he, he goes, "Hey, bro, um, I was just wondering, and everything, where's yeah. the bomb located at, or something like that to that degree." Yeah. But, and then he goes, "Well, if I'm really your brother, what pills have I ate?" What, what kind of pills do I use? And yeah. just, and then at that point, that's when, you know, Archer just looks at him and looks away, yeah. and mm-hmm. as if to he say he's jumped. in disbelief, right? Because yeah. I think he has an encounter with like this Garrett Hate guy, which not many people would recognize it until I realized, like, holy crap, that was that's Thomas Jane, which ironically he's the one that beat up Travolta in uh, The Punisher. <laughs> so it's kind of like, it's kind of like his early, his early thing. And then the other guy, Duval, like, um, he's like a guy that apparently like Travolta, like Castor, like he's having a hard time remembering, like, what did I do to this guy? And then, and then it turns out like, and then you find out he had, a, he had a Sam, like, um, he had sex with his wife and sister the night he went to jail or whatever. Yeah. So, and, then, and it's like, so they start a fight and uh, and then like Ca- Caster's winning the fight, and then he was like he suddenly stopped because it's not really Caster, it's really Archer. And then the 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 security guard, he's just a complete dick. He's like, you don't start the, you don't fight, you don't end the fights. I end the fights. And I'm like, okay, you're trying to be a tough guy or something. Then. <laughs> right. Not really. But, that. But, well, another thing though too, I want to bring up is the fact that with that scene, with that act, that scene where he's actually beating up the uh, prisoner. And everything, yeah. yeah. He had a sex sandwich, uh, with between him and the guy's sister and the and the girlfriend and everything. But that scene alone, where he actually just takes him down, hits him with the metal tray, and then he winds up kicking the guy in the balls, and then he goes, "I'm Caster Troy, I'm Caster oh, yeah. Troy," and then goes back over there, elbows him in the in the back, and then hits him yeah. again, and then he tries to pick up the tray again, and. You know, if he really wanted to actually get on his brother's side, 
and everything. He could have went on ahead and just knocked him the hell out with that trade. Yeah. yeah. And he wouldn't have actually raised any questions. But because he stopped, you can tell the expression on his brother's face. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, there's just something off about this. Yes, he was in a coma, but there's just something more to this that meets the yeah. eye. Yeah. And to me, he should have just went on ahead and went for it since he was already undercover. Might as well, but, but then again, that's that. Then again, that's just not who Archer really is, and that's that's the that's right. the point. Like, um. Meanwhile, then then suddenly, like a a like a, a comatose caster, faceless caster, tr the real caster <laughs> Troy, who's now faceless, suddenly wakes up all out of the blue, and then you realize, and he's calling up his buddies, like, "Yeah, man, you're not gonna believe this, but yeah, take a wild guess where I am. Like, I'm missing a." freaking face we talking around like he's like there and then then all of a sudden you see uh you see a car pull up to that and it's like his two buddies um like the two buddies you saw earlier in the movie the bot pollux's bodyguards they pull up with the doctor that did it and he and, he, and he's sitting there just watching like the greatest hits saying there's like oh bravo doctor bravo like he's clapping, clapping and he's like take a wild guess what you think i want to do and then, because the problem is, he left the doctor left the face like just sitting there, like out, like in the room. I'm like, right? Don't you might want to hide it somewhere, or so they won't be able to. I don't know, like easily be able to attack. And then, uh, and so, um, so that happens, and then, and then you don't think of anything of it after that. And then it goes back to the prison, and you see Castor talking to his brother, asking about like what's really going on where the bomb is and he goes um like and he's talking about like la the convention center it's gonna be a blast um yeah he goes i guess the la convention center is just gonna have to do he goes thank yeah. you and just and then, <laughs> he goes, and he leaves. and like he's expecting this meeting like okay i'm gonna get out of this and then all of a sudden in slow motion you see Travolta like first you see like Travolta's body and then you see him covering up with the the the, uh, the newspaper and then you see his shocked face something ooh surprise <laughs> Caster Troy uh, Caster Troy is now in Sean Archer's body uh, wearing Sean Archer's face so he's being the persona and then he goes and shows him with the wedding ring that's when you realize he killed the people, the three people that know what happened to him, the what the whole organization, the, the the lady who gave him the job, his best friend Tito who had his wedding ring. Again, if he, these guys are supposed to be agents or whatever, they're supposed to be like have all this like secret information, like not like public information. How they are able to get every so well, maybe the doctor is kind of easy, but the girl right. we had no idea who she was. She says she's in spec ops. I'm like, how did they find you so quickly? Well, Tito, he's an FBI agent. I mean that. But again, how did they find them so quickly? So next we know you see the images of them getting poured with gasoline all over them, tied to a right. chair. And then, and then you see the lighter. They burned them. So so now 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 Sean Arch now Castor Troy is in Sean Arch is Sean Archer and Sean Archer is right. Castor Troy. It's it, right. kind of confusing to describe it, but just remember, Nick Cage is the good guy in this situation now, and right. Travolta is the bad guy. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. I love it when he's go, driving through in his uh, SUV and through the neighborhood. And yeah. he's like, and him you know, this, parking at the wrong house. Uh, yeah. Well, 
but no, I like the suburban area though. That, that when he's looking around, he goes, "This is a fucking nightmare." He's like, yeah. and he, you can definitely tell that he had this image of Archer as yeah. this guy who is like happy, gone ho, that he actually caught somebody and yeah. things like that. He had a picture in his mind that he goes home every night and bangs his wife every single time he turns around. And then it's the exact opposite of what he thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because, And then I like whenever he passes up the house, He con- and then all of a sudden he's listening to the Rolling Stones, he comes back, and, he's, and uh, his wife goes, you would think that you would know where you live after 13 years. He goes, I'm sorry, yeah. Eve. And he goes, I'm sorry, Eve. I did not mean to yeah. pass the neighborhood. But all this num- neighborhood always always looked the fucking the same. And then yeah. after that, you know, he gets out and he goes, Eve, my peach. <laughs> well, yeah. Goes, um, I need to go to the hospital. He goes, what's wrong? You're sick? What's wrong? And and then he goes, come on, come on, Sean. It's not, it's not funny. He goes, come on, Eve. I'm still mad come at on. you. And then he goes, Eve. I hate to see you. He goes, I like to watch you, but I hate to see you leave. <laughs> and- I mean, you know, that's definitely something Castro would say. So it's his channel. And then right. um, it was interesting in the prison what uh, uh, Archer, the real Archer, is trying to do. He was choking him by the neck because in the neck area is where that microchip was. So he was trying to get him right. to dislodge it. So his real voice would come out like saying that it's not really Archer. This is Caster Troy. See, that was kind of smart what he was trying to do. Um, so he's still stuck in that. And then you have Caster Troy. And then he's like walking up, sees his daughter like in her underwear Jane. or whatever yeah. on the phone. And then he just barges <laughs> like, he barges in. He's like, dad, like he's like that. And I'm like, I'm coming in now. Like, like this nonchalant. I'm like, there's gonna be a lot of changes around here. And and he like, takes a cigarette, starts smoking it. And I'm like, and um, dude, I won't uh, Yeah, he's dancing to that James Brown song. Papa's got a brand new bag. Yeah. Ow! And then yeah. he walks up. He's dancing, and the yeah. way he just moves is just smooth. He's like, yeah. you know, there's something I have to get, and yeah, <laughs> it's in my um, way. And I do have to admit, it is kind of awkward watching this scene in a sense because you're dealing with like a preteen teenager. I do have to admit, it did kind of feel uncomfortable on that one. (laughs) Yeah, that one felt weird. Um, And then then it goes back to the prison where you see uh, Cat, like the the real Archer, upset. Like he realized, like, oh my God, I'm going to be stuck like this. And then he sees his brother, like, randomly, like, like walk away he's like bye bro and then he's like sean archer get, get uh, like a shot sean archer is really like he's he's doing his greatest hits he's getting his brother out of jail and um and then he gets him off scot-free and then while well, the other guy's that and then then you see him like then interviewing the brother he's like uh like is like or like i forgot the quote or it's like thank you next question or like just like just randomly talking caster like to his brother oh yeah and then it was in the interrogation part where he's like and this is what's funny he gave him a lobster dinner in the interrogation thing with ice cream and everything all the fixings and he goes he goes sean this is a way even the fbi agent says this is a waste of time he's not gonna fucking talk and he, so he goes into the interrogation room. Sean does covers up the microphone. It's bro, you're making me look bad. You're supposed to be yeah. ratting people out and snitching. 
Yeah. So what do you have? In next, yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, it, they go to the and then next we know he's in the convention center where the bomb actually is. And then he's telling the, the bomb score, it's like, what, uh, he asked him, bomb, what do you recommend? Cut and run, y'all. Like, essentially, like, the bomb saw this guy's like, cut and run. And he's, like, telling him to get out. And then he's he's playing, like, and, like, he first time, like, he puts in the code and he messes it up. And he's like, whoops. And then he puts it in and he's like, and he's like, just taking a sweet time because he knows he's going to, he's going to just, like, just finish it. And then um, he uses the bomb. What? Okay, oh, remember that? the bomb. Remember when the bomb squad said this is going to take us a couple of hours to cut through? Yeah. Yeah. Is it just me, or does that bomb seem like it's going awfully fast for them to go through a couple of hours? It, yeah, I didn't pick up on so, that. And I was like, it, it, it I'm yeah. Because like, the first initial thought is like. This is going to take me a couple of hours. It looks like you guys only have like less than two minutes to cut through something in order to make this I think thing it only, work. It only seemed, I think it only seemed fast is because Caster intentionally messed up typing in the, the, the login code and that sped up the time. Um, so okay. I think, like I said, I think because I think like, it went from hours and then instantly minutes like to 20 seconds. And because that's why I think he intentionally did it to say, "Hey, I saved the day in the last second. I'm a true American <laughs> hero." And he comes in, he's and having right. the interview with the thing, and he's like, oh, "We're on like so say like and to call to anybody who, who did this ball, we intercepted the ball. It's our like it's like we say we intercepted like we intercepted the bomb. We're, we have the ball now, or the ball's in our court or whatever." He's like they're making a football reference, and it's just um, that this was interesting. Yeah. And then, and then you see, go back to Sean Archer like that. And then, but before then it was, like I said, I think this was one of the minor flaws I had is I think there's a, it, for the runtime was a little long and there could have been a lot of stuff that like maybe they could have done to shorten it. Like him reading his, his wife's diary and then, then playing the date night and then having sex with her. Okay. I think part of that off a little bit. For me, that works because okay. he doesn't know too much about Sean. All he knows is okay. what's in his mind. So in order for mm -hmm. him to be Sean, he has to get to know who his wife is, just like how, he, he, of course, you know, he knows, okay. you know what I'm saying. Of course, Sean yeah. knows who Nicolas Cage is, Castro is, and everything, but he doesn't know his brother that well. So he has to try and get okay. to know his brother a little bit better. Yeah. So that's the same kind of context with uh, Sean's wife. So he doesn't okay. really know her. He just knows yeah. of her. So he's just trying to yeah. get to know her so that way he can okay. actually put the moves on her. He goes, oh, yeah. six three months without getting any. How depressing. Yeah. He goes, okay. Yeah, I mean, I feel Light you on that one. I just, for me, yeah. For me, it just felt like there's a lot of, like, times and then this him and then Sean Archer, like, like the real one in the prison, like, just having, like, memories of stuff. And it's just, like, there could have been, like you said, some these are minor, like I said. I mean, it's not changing my tone right. of it. I just felt like, in the terms of it, watching it again, like there could have been some stuff to cut down on the time a little bit of it. I mean, like I said, it's it's not a long short. It's like it's two hours and twenty minutes, like give or take. Um, but like I said, they could have cut down a little, uh, some minor parts, and then and the movie still would have flowed fine. But again, these are just minor things I've had, like some stuff. I'm like. I don't really think we needed this. I mean, we already know. We get the gist of who, the, what he's doing. I mean, like the, the, the internet daughter. But then again, um, 
but after that sequence, that's when the movie just picks up. Like, we go back to, like, the real Archer, and he's, like, and he notices, like, all right, we got to get out of here. Like, he's, like, he's realizing, he, all right, I'm done with this crap. I'm I'm going to do something. So he's, like, goes up to the guard. I'm, like, he's he's just looking around because he's the FBI agent. You know, he's, he has a very good attention to details. Like, he notices the, the guard with the cigarette, and he's, like, Okay, that might that might that that might be my way. So he's like, "Hey, I'm out of cigarettes," and the guard's like, "Get out of here!" Hey, I'm out of cigarettes. So he starts a fight. <laughs> and then at that point, that's when they're planning on it, uh, where the guy winds up helping Caster uh, escape, yeah. Sean escape. <clears throat> yeah, and of course he jumps yeah. off the uh, yeah. the rig that he's actually on, yeah. and they think that he's dead, and then. Right, and then of course Sean gets the call saying that um, that Castro's been killed. Because, well, where's the body? I want the body. The Get body? me LAPD on it. <laughs> yeah, and but but that like but again the whole act that action sequence is, was was great. That was a cool. It's like it's not like your typical sh- gun one because Archer's trying not to kill these people. But and then it's like it's like so it's like him doing that and like him trying to like start out the outbreak and then. Um, the sequence with the helicopter, and then he jumps off, and then he's like, "Get LAPD on this!" Like, why? And then the 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 marker Tro character Wanda, she's like, "What? He's not stupid enough to come here." And he's like, "He's about to touch her face, like that, like the weird thing that he does." And he's like, "Trust me, he's already here." And then what do you know? How they go from wherever he was? I have no idea where this prison was in the sea to go from there how to all the way in back into the same location the movie's taking place in. It's like, huh, talk about movie magic. We're going from the rig to there. And I'm like, how is he not cold? Because that water must be freezing. <laughs> and he right. must be also a really too, good swimmer. He must have been a great swimmer. To actually. <laughs> and how yeah. do you not get tired swimming? That's another thing. I mean, did someone pick him up? What, what's the deal here? Yeah. But yeah, he goes all the way. He all goes all the way to where L.A. is now. And but then again, there was there was a ship on the like like because they're on a rig. There's a ship coming on the far left side. Like once he jumps off the ships, there's a ship coming. So maybe this, they saw him jump off. Then again, I'm like, if they gave him a ride, they should have saw him with the prison outfit. I'm like, hmm. Should we really give this guy a ride? I don't know, but again, this is a, <laughs> like we're just, we're just coming up with questions. But then he steals a car, and he first calls up the like, on the on the on, when he's calling up the and he calls up Eve, and he's trying to like get his voice thing fixed, and that's not working. And she's like, "Don't call here again." And then he tries to call his boss, and suddenly you see, what do you know? Sean like Caster Troy sitting in his boss's office. This is Sean Archer. Well, if you're Sean Archer. I guess that makes me Caster Troy, and it hangs up. And Archer, and then Caster's like, like he's pissed. <laughs> he's yeah. pissed. And then at that point, he knows. At that point, Sean knows that he can't go to Eve's house or anything like that. So yeah. he goes on ahead, goes to Caster's, uh, Caster's place, where yeah. we actually have that's actually in you there. We see a bunch of through. I actually love like, this. This whole entire setup is really good because now we get to see it yeah. from the villain's perspective of yeah. it as well. So I actually like that. And he, and he's like, Caster Troy, you're alive, man. And like he's like he's all like happy with him and he's like, All right, all right, yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't know what to do with the moment. He's like, Yeah, thanks. Yeah. 
And then also too, he's like, "So you're still in, still selling drugs, huh?" And yes. get over here. Your girl's still alive. That's just fantastic. Let me. Uh, hey, everybody, Castor's back. Yeah, everybody. So. Like, he's like, "Hey, Castor, you remember me?" It's some random chick that <laughs> comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, remember me?" And then he's like, and he's giving him his stuff and asking him like, "What do you want to do?" Um, yeah, I want to. Like our, our our main this we're trying to get Sean Archer. It's like, dude, man, he's good. Um, uh, like we're gonna attack him at his home. How do you know like so much about him? It was like, um, or no, like he first he talks him. about what's the security code? It's 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 his dead son's birthday, and it's like this nonchalant because because it's really Archer that knew, knows all this. He's portraying his caster. And he's like, um, how do you know all everything about Sean Archer? I used to bone his wife. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody just starts flapping their ass off at him. And then at that point, too, he's like, okay, so after we do this, after we after we do this and everything, what are we going to do? Because I want his face off. take his face. face off. And I was like, okay, that is really dark. No more drugs <laughs> than that, man. Right? But you can definitely like... tell that these guys are like psychopaths and everything, too. Yeah. And even that yeah. was too dark and grim for them on that level. You're like, yeah, whoa, face off, yeah. <laughs> and then I like how Deacon does it though. He goes, "So you want his face off <laughs> like that?" I thought that was actually funny. And then and then then he's then he goes into the mirror. He's looking awkward at himself, and he's like smiling, like and he like he grins like really awkwardly when he sees Sasha, like right, yeah, his uh his girlfriend or whoever. Um, I don't remember if they really mentioned if he was an ex-wife, a wife, or whoever. And he had a love interest for Caster, and then she knocks, she just sucker punches and knocks him out cold. <laughs> and, then, and, and then, that's, and then, yeah. Then you have the inner more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, then after that, that's actually when she introduces Adam to him. Well, I think and that's everything. before, like, first, like, I think before she introduces Adam, you go back to caster he's at home talking to pollux talking about like man he's like we can't find him we need to we need like he's on on the call with somebody and then he's like yeah we, we make sure we need to kill somebody and then he stares out and he's like sees her his uh his daughter like the, the daughter get home and he's with the boyfriend which is uh, oh, yeah. uh hi from that sandy show and he's like um and he's like yeah maybe two um, I'll call you back. Good, good, happy hunting. He and he's like, and he, like the hide guy is trying to get with the daughter. And the daughter's like, no. Now all of a sudden you see a jo- like the glass smatter, and he's being the shit out of hide <laughs> from that '70s show. And you know what though? I actually here's the thing, right? I actually respect him on that. It's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, maybe a psychopath, but underneath it all, I still have morals. I still have like a moral code. Yeah. Yeah, because so, I mean, he cares about his females. Because I don't think he's, I don't think like, he doesn't kill many. Like if he doesn't kill like the girls, unless like he truly believes something. But no, he was protecting her in a sense. Because and then and he's like um, talking about like and she's like blaming herself. I'm like, no, that's not on you. Maybe if you dress like stop dressing like that. Maybe but, like he goes, do you have protection? And she's like, what condoms? No. And he pulls out the switchblade. This randomly pulls out a switchblade. It's like, uh, all right, next time, let, let, let him take his pants down first, stab this in his knee, twist it so the wound doesn't close, and he gives it to her. Yeah, now go ahead and get out of here. And then, and that's right. when he gets the call. We found them. We found Caster Troy. So that that goes back to the house where he, then he meets Adam, 
and then the uh, like, and then then like this like the, then the intuition of him. And again, this is what John Woo is really good at, like being able to hear us to be really like, right before it happens. Like, get down. That's when the that's when the FBI invades the house. They found they right. found the location. And then we got another big action sequence. Right. But, you know, I like that whole entire setup where we actually have it to where, you know, he's actually seeing Adam for the first time. He has a PTSD yeah, he, kind of like, moment. Yeah, yeah. And saying Michael over and over again, the girlfriend pulls him Here away. He, yeah. And then at that point, that's also the action sequence of where uh, somewhere over the rainbow is playing through Adam's headset. And yeah. I actually love that this action sequence because once again, they're face to face against each other, staring through a mirror. Yeah, um, a double well, sided mirror. The setup to is just great. I mean, the whole action sequence of him, like, like, the, like, like when you see Sasha, you think, oh, she's that. No, she's she's actually mowing down people. Like, she's pissed off. Like, really, like she's like she's taking random guns, like kicking people in the balls. Like she 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 knows how to handle her own. Like she she she's no like just damsel in distress. She was she was actually taking down some of these cops and telling Adam like like she sees the cop and the Adam's touching the gun and he kicks him in the like kick, beats him up and like I don't ever want to see you do it. And then you see, and there's the, the action sequences were just great slow motion stuff. Like the D trickers hold his own, and that's what see. And then you see Archer come down there, and he's got his gun pointed, and that's you know like the hatred for Dietrich is like he he sees he's about to kill Sasha and the boy. Dietrich knows about it, so he jumps right in right in front of it, so he gets shot in the neck. Like yeah, so yeah, he, yeah, you know, yeah. in the order, and then like and he's like, and then and then he tells Art like uh, his uh, and he tells the like he's like, hey, you got to get out of here. And then you see the two of them kiss. Like you didn't know if they had a relationship or what. That's what I think. That's where the um, brother sister relationship ended up being. It was like kind of, that was a weird moment. And then he goes to the caster who just takes off his hand, like he knows he's done for. He's like, hey man, we had some great times. And then, and then he dies. Um, and then, well, the interesting thing is when um when cast like when Archer like the real Archer sees one of his buddies. Buzz, I think he was one of the ones that's the wet works with that um that Margaret Show character. He's like Buzz. He knocks him out intentionally, so he's like, "Crap, this is one of my buddies. I can't kill him." <laughs> right, and then you know I definitely like yeah. that aspect as as well. And then also too, we actually see Caster do this though too. He tells the FBI agents not to shoot because he has a kid in front of him. The FBI agent doesn't even shoot him. No. That was actually pretty cool. And then yeah. after that, you the actually mirror. see another scene uh, as well with the kid and everything, too. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then after he gives the kid back or whatever, <clears throat> he unmasks one of the FBI agents that's coming yeah, through plus. the roof. Yeah. yeah. And he actually goes on ahead, knocks him out with the gun, and the next, like, he shoots him. And then yeah, at that point, it's like, oh, I told him to stop fucking with me. Yeah. Um, then we get the mirror. And the, the, this yeah. is another one of those, well, we can focus in on the end of it, but this is another one of those good, like, epic, like, if you've seen a John Woo movie, you know this is happening. It's another, they're back-to-back. -back, so it looks like they, this, the, the shot of it, they're back-to-back. -back. There's Han behind two edges, like, two other sides of the mirror. And he's like, and then the, uh, the caster is like, I don't know what I hate worst. 
where I don't know what I hate wearing like worst your face or your body. I do I do enjoy boning your wife, but we both like it the other way around. So um, he's like, is this thing? Why, why don't we just go switch places? You be you be who you again and that and he like and then like and then Archer's like you can't take away what you already what have you already taken from me? He's like, oh well, Plan B, let's just kill each other. <laughs> I mean that that's such a great that's a great line. And then 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 the two of them get off and they and they try to shoot between like shoot, figure out where to shoot through the mirror to get them. And I thought that that sequence is just so cool. It's one of those iconic moments in this movie, and it's just like it's just a great sequence. It definitely is. And then after that, we actually get the whole entire scene where the um the Sean's boss is actually mad at him as Sean for yeah, that was the before, dead bodies. Uh, that was this was before, this was after um the other agent comes in with the grenade launch, grenade launcher and um our, our caster brings his brother Pollux to the, the the location. Pollux chases Archer. Pollux stands up at the top. Archer comes swinging in, kicks Pollux through the glass. He's dead because he falls so many feet. He, he's dead. And and then and then once once um Caster finds out about it, he you just see that gr- like that angry look on Travolta like oh. Oh damn! And he's and he starts and then he, he absolutely nicks um he nicks uh Archer in the like in in the in, the, in like the, the stomach area and then and yeah. then like and he's tying his shoe and then the agent's like what are you so upset is this Pollux Troy and then the agent's instantly dead. <laughs> well, yeah, he he winds up shooting uh shooting the FBI agent. Yeah, and, and then, then that's when. That point- that's when his boss gets pissed off at him for like his like his war on crime. Um, and then, like I said, this was like, and then this was like, yeah, this was bef- like he didn't kill La- uh, Victor Lazaro yet. He like, he's like, he 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 gets on him for it. But then then he goes to the sequence where like when um, Archer has to go back to his house, and that's when he like and he tries to have the conversation with the wife to get her to understand what's going on. Um, she seems freaked. Right. He's yeah. Okay. Just remember, this is when uh, she, he winds up saying, "Hey, look, don't scream or anything." Goes the last yeah. time I was in this room. Yeah. Last time I was in this room, we had an argument about me going yeah. undercover one last time. Yeah. I spent the night in Mike's room, and yeah. also too, my blood type is different than Castor's blood type. His is na- his is AB, mine is negative. And I think yeah, it's like it's like type zero or something. Or type O yeah. and Caster's AB, and then right, um, and, that, and then that and then then they must have gone back, or I, I don't know. It was like he must have killed. Laz- oh yeah, I think what's happened was Arch like Caster killed Lazaro, and then he's telling him like he's like why I'm I like what you're not getting all the kudos like <laughs> kudos like I am, and then he's like and then he's like he's looking around, um. Yeah, he's looking around, and then, um, and then he like, then he turns the blinds down, and then he's like, "I gotta tell you something, and you're not gonna like it," because he, because he sees uh, the, the Lazaro like holding his chest, like or whatever, like because he knows, like he's like something's wrong with his heart. I think he's probably had a heart problem, but you never knew until that moment, and that's when Caster picks up on it, and he's like, "I am Caster Troy," and he kills him. He kills he kills the boss, and he calls up right, Kimmy. Can you uh, call paramedic? Lazaro just had a heart attack. 
Thank you. Yeah, he gets and a chop. He ends up karate chopping him right in the chest. Yeah. Judo chops him in the chest and chop, yeah. causing him to have a heart attack. So that leaves him, Archer, really caster, a caster potentially taking over the FBI. But um and then and then it goes to the sequence where the wife is getting involved. And like she like like that was a kind of an interesting um pen she had while she was reading. It looked like a pen. She just like just like pricks um Archer while he, like uh, like cast her while he's sleeping so she can find out for herself. And then when she realizes her mistake, Archer's really there waiting for her. And like and she's like she's like I took this gun from my from my fake husband. And he's like, what are you doing with the gun? Come on, I'm Sean. So then he gives he and he does the story of probably how they met in their first date and then um and then and that's when she's like she realizes that she's really he's really sean and he's like well, here let me fix that wound before you bleed to death and then then caster wakes up and like he's like where is she and then they go and then and then he's with his two his two goons they're looking for her in the hospital he's like all right no um he like like i said it looks like he's gonna be in line for the boss of the of the fbi and then it's like, no, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's the service. Tomorrow's the day. And that's what sets up the big final sequence. Right. And then at that point, we see them both getting ready for the funeral. And everything. Oh, yeah. Let's see. We have Sean that's asking where Jamie is. And that's when his wife says, what do I know? She took $50 from me. And she, she doesn't care about going to, she doesn't even like going to Mike's grave. So what makes you think that she cares about your boss? Damn about your boss. And then, then you see then, Caster meet up with his with Sasha. It's like, hey, yeah, and, and like, how's Adam? He's fine. I took him to my uh, took him to my cousins for this whole thing to blow over. He's like, um, he's like, I no matter what, whatever happens, Sean Archer will will be off your back. He's like, I I already lo I, I lost my brother. I'm not gonna lose you too. And then, and then you see like th during the service, you see the doves. And, right. And then he, I want to. Yeah. Then, okay. uh, like, but with the dubs and everything too, I thought you know you can't have a John Woo film without the dubs in there flying mm -hmm. around doing that. And then another thing too that I really liked was, you know, you see uh, Caster over there praying. He has his son's photograph and mm -hmm. everything. And at that point, that's when after the funeral, after the funeral, that's when uh, Caster and Sean both wind up. Having that shootout in the church, and so it's like, you yeah. know, I definitely love that whole entire comedic uh, this dark humor that Sean has. Yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, how boring is this? And he does this whole yeah, entire like, thing of talking in Latin that yeah. that was actually and pretty he, funny. Oh, isn't this religious? Oh, the battle between good and evil, saint and sinner. But you're still not having any fun, and then that's when he pulls out the gun. Hey, that's when the music kicks up. But it's like this: the whole sequence, the slow motion walking, him going into the church and praying with the, the image, him sending the the uh, the the, uh, the the altar boy the image to give to. It's like here, if somebody wanted me to give you this, and he, he just crumbs up the photo, and he's just angry. And then then you see like the doves. So any John Woo fan, anytime you see doves. Usually it's a calm because you know something bad, like some big is about to happen. Like there's times he does, you expect some bloodshed because that's essentially what 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 it was. Like that's one of his trademarks. And then the shootout, and then like the brief shootout, and then and then he stopped and like, huh, uh, 
honey, honey. And then he brings out Eve, and guess what? Your daughter's on the way. So you like, so like the kind of that. And then, then he's standing there, like Art, Art, Art um, Caster's pointing the gun at Eve. Art, um, and and then, um, and then Archer's pointing the gun at him. Then the other guy's like, "Why don't you put your guns down?" So you got a big like deaf circle in a sense, a Mexican standoff, which is another trope for uh, John Wu. And everybody's like the camera angles of everybody, and then Sasha comes in with the another, guns, like, "Hey, baby." Another thing. Like, that I'm gonna... like, yeah. Okay, ahead. But the another thing that I thought that was actually funny though is this: you actually have the two bodyguards that are bringing in Jamie. I'm like, yeah. okay, so now they work for the FBI now. No one's checking backgrounds. Background checks yeah. or anything like that to let these yeah. two guys. I mean, the in. FBI was at this. This is a funeral for the FBI, but and then then you have like everybody's like there, and Sasha's like it's like and you know, like Archer like and Archer's like Sasha, what the fuck are you doing here? Well, G Archer, I guess I'm crashing, <laughs> and then like G Archer, I guess I'm crashing, and it's like you okay, cat? I, I guess it's like Sasha, yeah, Sasha, let me let you know this. I'm I'm Caster. That's Archer. And I'm bored. Mm. Why don't you put bored. the guns down? So <laughs> guns at each other. Like, and then two, two you have other bodyguards that come in, and he's pointing the gu- gun over a caster. Yeah, and then the Sean's Ooh, like, wee. what a predicament. What <laughs> a know, predicament. And, then, and then I think the, how they shot the sequence was awesome. And then all of a sudden you see um, Sasha cover Eve like to get her out of the way because she's a bystander. And next all, all you hear, gun, guns go off, eyes click. That Eve hits Archer <laughs> with the chair, and then then all of a sudden, um, and then like then you see like a, a, somebody die backwards. Then you wake, and then then, then when the when all it's all it's done, you see Ar- Archer trying to grab a gun. Eve is on top, like not Eve. Uh, Eve is center shucking like what just happened. Sasha's sitting on top of um of Caster because I think she took a bullet for him, and she's like like right. take care of Adam. Don't let him grow up to be that. And then, and then, and then, all of a sudden, she or die because then you see blood coming out. He pulls her off her, and then, and then that's when that's when the the, the rest of the action sequence continues. Like and the, you know the, what though, the, I actually liked it. I also like it when I actually see Nicolas Cage actually does the little flip and oh the flip shoots. after he shoots out a couple times and then he flips yeah. and then continues. I mean, that's actually that, that was awesome. One of my favorite things. <laughs> That, that was like that was awesome. Like like he did that like the flip, and then then that's what it led to like the, the continuous shootout between the two of them while Jamie's going up, and then Jamie looks at Caster thinking that's the one that shot her brother, and it wasn't. And then two of them start fighting. And then while you see a, a phone call Eve is having with yeah. an FBI agent Wanda, um, Eve, also I got too, something crazy to tell you. Yeah. Also, too, this is also when. Uh, Jamie, he pushes Jamie down the stairs to protect her. Yeah, she falls and, down the and stairs. She falls out. She could snap her neck by doing that. I mean, right. Um, and, <laughs> he pushes her down the stairs. She gets up, and at that point, yeah. he, she thinks that, um, you know, I I forgot. Does now is it Sean that actually has her, um, with the gun pointed to her no. head, or was it Caster? It was Caster. It was like so. Eventually, like uh, Sean, who's Caster at this point, like the Nicolas Cage character, has her and trying to protect her. She breaks free, and then the and then the two of them start fighting. And he, and then like and then uh, like no, I think it's uh 
Yeah, it's Jamie. Jamie had the gun pointed at both of them because like two of them were like that. And then you hear you hear Archer's voice come back in from uh, under under Caster. He's like, Tom, do you want you know what the penalty is for for like for ta- for killing the uh, for the next head of the FBI? Penalty's death. And you hear or you hear Travolta's voice come back. And then that's when he's like, please, God, please, God, die. Like, you hear the voice, and then she's like, hold it. Like, and the two of them start speaking Travolta. See, she doesn't know which one to hit. She ends up clipping the real Archer. He's like, Claude, like, no daughter of mine would shoot like that. And then, so then, Mm -hmm. or then Caster has the gun pointed at Jamie. It's like, Dad, put the gun down. (laughs) And then, and then, and Eve walks out right when she sees this. He's like, "No, we're gonna about to find out what's what's in Papa's bag." Peaches, and he starts licking her cheek, right. not knowing. She's like, "Say bye to Papa," <laughs> and then she pulls out the switchblade and uses it. What he Does told her to it, do, right? <laughs> she takes it, puts it in his uh, leg, twists it just like she told he told her to do, and then all yeah. of a sudden is on this wild speed chase. Um, yeah, with the like, boat, yeah, like, and everything. It's, it's, it's like, are you okay, sir? And then, uh, and then, and then, uh, Ar- the 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 fake archer kills the two agents and picks up their gun. And he's like, he's limping because he's he, he's in pain. And then, then the explosion with the speedboats and then the speedboat chase. And then the like uh, then the, then then there ends up being one speedboat because the other one crashes and blows up. It's a great action sequence. And then then they hit a thing and the two of them start go flying to the sand yard right. area. And that's when the final mm-hmm. like confrontation was between the two of them and they're like they're beating each other up and then um the real archer has has him trying to get to the uh, harpoon gun yeah yeah this is when archer's trying to get to the harpoon gun and everything and that's when he tries to shoot uh archer with the uh harpoon gun and then archer catches it and and then all of a sudden he goes you want to see my face? And then he just starts like, doing around his face. No matter what happens, you will always see my face. Mm-hmm. And then he starts that, and then he kicks him in the in the groin area. And then he gets stabbed in the harpoon. Then the last thing you hear Caster sing, ready for the good ride, baby, which I mentioned earlier in the review. So he, anytime something bad happens, he sings that song. And then, then you see him there, and then you see the two FBI agents, Wanda, and I think that might have been Buzz, come up to him like, you okay, Archer? He goes, what, what'd, you, what'd you call me? He called you Archer, sir. That's when you realize he was at risk because they know he's the real guy. And then then, um, then Eve and Jamie show up, and then they said, um, he's like, we're, they're bringing their best surgical team. You're going to be okay. Um, and at and that then, time, um, Arthur, yeah. at that time and everything, Sean is okay now. He puts his yeah, wedding ring back he, on. He tells the doctor to that he yeah. doesn't need the um, mar- that no. mark on his body anymore. That yeah. his son took the bullet for him anymore. Then, yeah. of course, you see this scene play out where it's just a shadow is it, at yeah. the uh, Arthur home. And yeah. basically, you actually just see a John Travolta sh- uh, shadow walking mm-hmm. through the uh, window, and then he yeah. opens the door. Jamie answers the door, yeah. and she goes, "I'm yeah. sorry for uh, stabbing yeah, I'm sorry you." Sorry for shooting you. Yeah, and then he does this weird thing with the face thing that he always does. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I still want to get this. I was actually watching uh, the commentary, wondering what that actually meant, what that symbolized. Yeah. But there's a lot of face touching there. This was definitely pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, but um, I mean that ending, the ending for me this hits so close to home because like it right. just reminds me of like 
seeing the sequence of him walking just remind me of like my loss. So I was just like remembering like this. It got me upset, like like because I was crying a little bit too because it reminds me like I'm like every day I keep thinking he's coming but he's not. But like I said, this right. the ending really hit home to me now. Like and like I said, I was like having a hard time watching the rest of this. Like like years ago, I had a hard time. Like months ago, I had a hard time watching the end of this movie because it hit so close to home. Um, yeah. And then, and then and then he brings out Adam. Like, hey, Adam, like, somebody needs a place. Adam needs a place to stay. So he's kind of like, he's gone over the part. Like, he's like, he still grieves for Michael, but he thinks we need to take care of him. So he has something in well, his life to take care of. Him. Right. Right. I felt like at that point in his life, he's actually healed now from yeah. um, Mike yeah. and everything. Yeah. So now he actually has a son now because of that mm-hmm. whole entire thing. And that's yeah. what I liked about it. It was about healing, it was self healing for that. I, I really like that. And then yeah. Jamie does the weird thing with the face touching, and then yeah, it cuts like, to the end. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, this is, yeah. And you know what it seemed like to me with some of the themes, though, for this, though? If you actually listen to the Crow soundtrack with the score, whenever, mm-hmm. shot, whenever uh, Archer is actually praying in the church, mm-hmm. Castor is praying in the church it felt like it had like a crow kind of vibe to it yeah and then if you listen to the fan the movie with wesley snipes and rob de niro that uh, yeah. whole entire thing towards the end it had that same kind of music score mm-hmm. that it, to me that 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 movie had and everything yeah. if you actually listen to them but i thought the movie was fantastic like i said i went and saw this movie when i was a kid Mm-hmm. And everything. I was like maybe eleven years old when I saw this in theaters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, seeing it on the big screen was a, definitely a great time at the movie theaters. I enjoyed enjoyed it a lot. Another thing too it is, if you guys are wondering about the boots that are magnetized, it has mm-hmm. a Super Mario Brothers kind of vibe. And matter of fact, John Woo actually mm-hmm. borrowed from the Super Mario Brothers yeah. movie and made those boots so the way it would actually be magnetized. So I thought that was actually yeah. pretty cool, but I know that you had some signature stuff that you actually wanted to talk about with John Woo. Oh yeah, um, if anybody is a fan of John Woo, um, there's a video on YouTube. I think it's a pretty cool video. It shows his trademarks. So John Woo's got these trademarks that he puts in almost all of his movies. R- originally, these started out in international waters. Like, like this is how Chai Yun Fat became like it, it, he's famous in international because he's an absolute badass in a lot of these movies. He's done various fantastic action movies from the killer which is a great movie like you say like the pistols like john woo's got always loves these 92 f uh, berettas almost all his movies he always has the beretta and that's the weapon that's always been used because he's like that and and he always like he loves having the dual pistols because he wants the dual pit more pistols means more carnage so like john woo's all about the carnage in a sense and slow motion he loves slow motion like this movie gets you slow motion like diving in slow motion shooting in slow motion he wants you to really like feel an effect we mentioned doves like he loves the doves he he calls them a time for peace before and then like i said i forgot the real thing but you know when you see doves i'm like uh oh uh oh something bad's gonna happen and like in a right. sense like blood should happen and then the mexican standoff he loves that. Like in almost all the movies, like many, like the two guys pointing guns at each other, like right that, or that circle sequence um, that was from Hard Boiled. Like Chow Yun Fat 
is holding a gun and two other guys are holding guns. So it's the Chai Yun fat effect. So he's like figured out who you're going to shoot. who's going to shoot first. Like he's, he's got so many of these trademarks. Oh, the back to back, um, the mirrors, um, his, he, he did one before face off and hard target the sequence with, um, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Arnold Velasso. The two of them, against like, Boudreaux, 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 where have you been? I guess I've been looking for you. You've been looking the wrong places. And you see the two of them like reloading their guns right before they're about to like shoot for the mirrors. Like again, you can find this on YouTube, but if you're a big John Woo fan, oh. you, you know to pick up on these like little like trademarks because every every like and at some point every director has got one. Just John Woo's just got a ton. And like he likes right. to implement in this movie. Cause they're just awesome. I'm like, like I said, John yep. Woo's like one of my like yeah, go ahead. Yeah, John Woo is actually one of my favorite directors as well. Another thing I want to actually bring up, there's actually an extended ending in this movie. And I'm just going to say this. This extended ending sucks. I'm glad that they didn't go about doing this ending. It ends up where, of course, we have Travolta going into the whole entire scene where he talks about Adam and everything else, taking him in. And then after that, it goes into the bedroom scene where Eve is actually getting ready for bed. Sean is getting ready to brush his teeth and everything. He's staring in the mirror. His wife comes in. And then next thing you know, you see um, Castor Troy in the mirror while Travolta is actually um, standing there brushing his teeth. And at that moment, it, it, here's the thing. It would actually work if this was like a horror movie, but this mm-hmm. is not a horror movie no. or anything like that. So yeah. seeing that in an action film, it was like, okay, yeah. what kind of movie are you actually trying to be? What's your identity that this movie is actually telling mm-hmm. me that you want to be? Yeah. So I'm glad that they mm-hmm. didn't do that because at that point – yeah. Uh, we have Sean's wife that comes in and she screams because she also sees uh, Castor's image in the mirror. And yeah. then Sean just looks at her and that's it. And it cuts to black. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad that they didn't go about that route. Yeah. Yeah. And all. it's also interesting because if you listen to our stereo like conversation, how I mentioned about how we, how are they going to do the sequel? I briefly mentioned how Lazaro's dead and now there's a new vacancy for the head of the FBI, which I'm suspecting, like I said, you bring back Travolta's character and you bring him back as Archer and he's the head of the FBI. So you don't see him in right. the action as much and have somebody either under him. And I suggested Adam, since he right. had the fascination with the guns, he's had the fascination with the guns. Like, don't touch that. Um, yeah. So he could be. In the FBI, he works under his dad, his step, like his stepdad, and he's the one that, like, yeah. or something happens. Yeah, he goes under the, the like, or whatever the new, the new, whatever they're gonna do for the sequel. He goes under the faint, like the to go undercover, and Arch and Archer's the one telling him, "Don't do this." So that, that that's exactly. what I said in the stereo, which I think could be, it could work. Like you get, you right. gotta at least have something from this movie back if you're gonna do a sequel. I mean, completely, Another like, not too, Yeah. I want to bring up is, if you guys are wondering, listen to that stereo episode that we did. I actually have it on the audio-only podcast now. That's actually where you get your podcast from. You guys can actually listen to that now. Because yeah. I actually transferred it from stereo over into, the, yeah. into that whole entire thing for that. And mm-hmm. 
you know, if you guys are interested in it, go in and give that a listen because we do a lot of speculation on it. We have a lot of fun with it. Not only that, yeah. but, you know, I also mentioned the fact that maybe this is also another undercover thing where nobody knows anything about. Then, of course, we have Sean that's trying to talk his son out of doing this undercover thing because of what happened to him. Because get this, he doesn't probably know what exactly happened to Sean. He just knows little bits and pieces, so he doesn't know exactly everything. So exactly. Sean is actually being him, the giving him the advice. Think of it like Rocky Balboa with uh, the manager Nick, who's actually giving uh, him advice, giving mm-hmm. his son advice, and saying, "Hey, look, kid, you don't need to be going under the knife or anything like that. I've done that before. It's very dangerous. Because, but there's no other way to get on this level to get this guy to talk or get his goons to talk. So we have to do yeah. something." instead of nothing because doing nothing also has consequences too so now he goes under the knife same thing that actually happens and everything and now he has to try and get his identity back so i'm thinking that's something else so yeah you know we have a lot of fun with these speculations i actually like having fun with this especially now when there's actually sequel talk actually going on now and it's no longer going to be a reboot it's going to be a sequel yeah so like interesting tidbit is the original two guys that are supposed to be in Face Off were actually rivals back then, and that's Sylvester yep. Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger were supposed to be in this movie, which I would have been intrigued on. Two of the guys, I like two of the biggest action stars in that that time period in the same movie. I'm like, I would have been intrigued on that. But me too. It's still, like I told yeah. you earlier when I told you that that those two were mm-hmm. actually in the same movie together, I would have actually liked to see that. I wanted to know maybe which character would actually be Caster and which one would have been uh, Sean. I'm thinking that Stallone would have probably been Caster and Arnold would have been Sean. That's just me. Which would have but, been weird. Because like, Archer's like, because like Archer's kind of like, he's very vulnerable and Schwarzenegger just doesn't seem like that type of guy. I mean, because Schwarzenegger hasn't been that type of a character. He wasn't that until like collateral damage yeah. a couple, I think, yeah, like four years later. So it would have been interesting. Again, I like said, we'll never right know. Yeah. Because don't forget, we actually saw Arnold vulnerable. Well, sorry if I'm butchering that word. But the last time we actually saw him cry in something was the movie Maggie, which is like 12 years ago. Which is yeah. like a zombie apocalypse type movie where his daughter is actually slowly and turning into a zombie. And he's yeah, he did cry a He was a little upset in that movie Sabotage, though. But Yeah, yeah. that too. The ending, though, that was, that was the highlight of that movie for me. I'm not going to say it, but you, you, you got classic Schwarzenegger in that sequence. But anyway, but those are the two guys. But like I said, if, if this is a revisit review, I still think it holds up to this day. Mm-hmm. I mean, out of 10... It's an, it's an easy nine for me. Nine out of ten. Okay. If it's out of five, it's four and a half. Like like I said, this yeah, movie. I'm gonna go, the action, the action I'm is fantastic. Go. Like the action is solid in this movie. This like like I said, everything's solid in this movie. Yeah, there's some minor stuff, but is it like is it gonna drop my score? No. It's four and a half out of five. <laughs> it's easily a nine out of ten for me. It's it's just so good. And let's see, for me, I'm gonna go like from four point five out of five. For me as well because yeah, yeah the action sequences uh hold up still the dialogue is still fresh it didn't really feel like it was forced there was like maybe a little small tidbits here and there whenever you looked at small minor stuff but that small minor stuff outweighs everything else you know but, so yeah, everything else outweighs it 
Yeah. Like the action sequences are like the highest. And and like you said, they're ranked higher. And these small things are just like like somebody wearing body armor. Pew 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 like nothing. It's like it's like right. essentially Caster Troy in the very beginning of this movie, he is God mode. Nothing could hit him. He was instantly diving in slow motion, shooting, and nothing was hitting him. It was like he was just bouncing off him. Like that's essentially the action sequences. Nothing was gonna hurt it. So I mean and then the and it's an interesting story, like an interesting idea that still kind of holds up to this day. I mean, like they said, this yeah, technology's changed, but back when 1997 hit, no one thought of this idea. And like I said, no. and it kind of and like and and then it was like it's an interesting idea, so it's easily like it, it, this is definitely like at least for me a, five, a four and a half. I agree, Rossi, on that too. I'm I, you know I actually like it and everything too. I it's definitely a strong five. For a good action movie, I do agree with you on that. Yeah. I so, like I'm sticking with a solid four and a half for me. I just can't me like I can just can't make it a five because I don't want to seem like <laughs> fives all the way. Right. But it's it's four and a halfs. Like that's easily. the same for me. I don't give fives all the time. The last movie I gave no. fives to was Judas and the Black Messiah. That was like the last movie I gave a five to, and My that last was just because. Was- my last five was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that movie was good. Uh, we're going to have to do a review on that one day, you and I. Because I, I did. Like I, remember, did I, think I wrote it for the page a while ago. forgot when, but I remember right. did, like, I remember did it. Like, it was like 20 minutes. So, yeah, we'll have to review it then. I mean, I, I, I've seen that movie. I saw it twice in theaters, and I watched it again at home. Um, and I okay. bought it, and I watched it not that long ago. So, I mean, it's it's... it's like it never gets old. I mean, it's it's so entertaining. All right, so that's gonna be it for the show and everything. But guess what, guys? Tomorrow at two o'clock Central Time, three o'clock Eastern, which would actually be twelve o'clock Pacific Time, I'm gonna have Curtis from Listen, Listen, Listen. We're gonna be doing a 25th anniversary to Happy Gilmore tomorrow. So we're going to be uh, reviewing Happy Gilmore. And then at 8 o'clock Central Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, Charlie and I are going to be reviewing the movie. What's that movie, Charlie? Outside the Wire. Outside the Wire. As a matter of fact, I actually had the privilege to uh, do a trailer reaction review for this because Netflix actually asked me to do a trailer reaction review for Under the Wire I felt honored to do that, and I did that. That's actually on the channel. So tomorrow, we're actually going to get a chance to review this film. This film is not going to be Oscar worthy. It's not going to be anything that I would actually not Not a five. five Not no, like but you got face off here, and then you got this here. So. But that's what we have planned for tomorrow night. Another thing, too, guys, is if you guys want to, go on ahead. Go to the GoFundMe page uh, with the links below. Another thing, too, is we're actually sponsored by Audible. Get you guys a 30-day trial and everything on us for 30 days. Read whatever you want to read. Go on and check that out. And then, of course, you guys can follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Pinterest. And then you can also follow me on Movie, movie Lovers Unit over there, and also on Stereo as well at Movie Lovers Unit. And then you can also follow me at John DeGorio 8 
on Twitter as well. We are having some other things in the works. Um, matter of fact, I have to do a little small business meeting with Mike, who actually does the Mafia Talks with me and everything on Monday. So we're going to be talking certain things. So I can't wait to actually uh, announce what I'm going to be announcing pretty soon. And then, of course, you know, if you guys want to, go in and sign up for the Patreon that we have. We have a $10 tier, tier a $20 tier, and a $5 tier. So figure out which one best suits you. How do you do that? You just go to www.patreon.com forward slash movie lovers unite. Pick out which one you want and that's what we'll do. So anyways, that's going to do it for the show. Thank you, Rossi. Thank you, Tara, for coming into the show, into the group chat and everything. We do appreciate that. And always until next time, bye-bye. Bye. Hey, guys. John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers. And it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shout-outs on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there. And always until next time, guys, bye-bye.